Hey everybody, welcome to the Multiverse Review Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzeffel. And alongside me, as always, is George Rogers. The original Lost Boy. Yeah, that's right, you are. Yeah. They, found, they found me, though. You're the only Lost Boy, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. And welcome to part five of the 666 Weeks of Horror. And today's episode is the Lost Boys. Yes, it is. The 1987 vampire, some say classic. I, I would agree. say Cloud. I think it's a really good movie. I got a little bit of grief. This yeah, why don't week. you tell the crowd about it? Here, I'll move the phone over to you. you I got a little, I got a little bit of grief <clears throat> this week because I posted an image of this in the horror group that I'm part of on Facebook called we? called uh, J vs. Oh yeah, you're part of it too. I'm yeah. right called J vs. Horror on Facebook. If you're a horror fan and you're into it, I highly recommend joining this group. I posted up a picture and I said, with the quote, "Not the greatest vampire movie." I still don't think it's the best vampire movie in 1987. I, I think another vampire movie holds that record. What, what vampire movie is that, George? It's Near Dark, Dean. Oh. It's Near Dark. I've never seen Near Dark. Yes, you have. Yes, I, you have. I know. So I say it's not the greatest, <laughs> and then everyone started like, oh, what are you talking about? It is great. I'm not saying it's not great. It is a great movie. I just don't think it's the greatest. To me, the greatest would be number one. Mm-hmm. I don't put The Lost Boys number one. It is top five. Yeah, it's, number, it's up there. It's sure. number It's number five in my top five. Sure. Below Near Dark, Nosferatu, Salem's Lot, and uh, Fright Night. I think Fright Night's a great movie. We should do that. Actually, no, I don't own it. It's streaming, though. But it is a great movie. So I was not saying it wasn't a bad movie. Let me do The Langoliers. Uh, no one's allowed to do the Langoliers. I'm going to do the Langoliers. Before we get into the Lost Boys, uh-huh. uh huh. In the same J versus Horror group, the man that runs it, Jay Wall, put up a YouTube video on the J versus Horror. Got here, cat. Uh, <laughs> on the J versus Horror YouTube <clears throat> channel. Oh, meow and challenged me to watch an underrated horror movie. Called, what was it called again? Yeah. It's called The Day the from Day? 2011, starring mm-hmm. Dominic Monaghan for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Ashmore, Shannon Sossaman. Uh, so a real like good good crop of uh, of actors, uh-huh. and I thought it was a little funny that he recommended I watch this movie because it was produced by WWE Films, and, oh, okay. and I'm a big WWE fan. Uh-huh. So I did watch this movie last night, and I even commented on the, on the YouTube channel page for it that I was like, you know, it actually was a good movie. Like yeah. it wasn't. I mean, it was shot in this grayscale, which was at first kind of weird, but I didn't. I I, I kind of didn't mind it as it was going on. And it's just about these five uh, survivors of a post-apocalyptic event. No one knows what it is. Just making their way and trying to avoid cannibals. Which, they're not mutant cannibals. Mm. They're just regular people like you or me. But they're willing to go that extra step and eat people to mm. survive. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. I mean, it, start, it started off a little slow. But as soon as the action picked up, it got, it got, it got really deep in the action. It was very... Nice. Had a lot of uh, intensity from Sean Ashmore in one scene. In one scene, he uh, cuts off a girl's... Uh, she's branded in her cannibal tribe. He cuts off the symbol and then tries to feed it to her by saying such things as, Oh, here comes the airplane. Open up for the airplane. It was it was pretty It was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. So, I recommend checking that out. So, I did say it for those. Thinking so, I, would not, I would not shirk away from a challenge. So before we uh, another another thing I actually want to bring up to you is this something we don't really care about. I don't even know the actress's name, but they I know who you're talking about. Marvel, I know I know I know who you're talking about. Decided to cast um, Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. 
That, I don't care. Because I'm not going to watch the show. I don't like the character Ms. Marvel. She actually ruins the Avengers game. And I've stopped playing the Avengers game about halfway through. Her name is Amon Vellani. Okay. Good, you know, good for her. For, mm-hmm. for you know, I'm not trying to knock her. Good good for her for getting a role in a, in a big franchise like, you know, the MCU. Um, but here's what I want to say. Because this kind of pissed me off. In the press release, they said they wanted to stay true to the character and cast somebody of the right ethnicity. Ethnicity. Uh, yeah. yeah. Where was this, I want to say, true to the characters when they were gender-swapping Marvel for Captain Marvel and race-swapping Heimdall and wanting to stay true to the character when they decided to make Captain America do something completely out of his character by going back in time to live his life with Peggy Carter? I've got, I've got another one for you. Where was all this staying true to the comic when people were bitching that Danny Rand was cast as a white guy? Yeah. Cat, <laughs> could you come on, bud? Yeah, I know you're. I know. I, I, yeah. I know you're interested in the in the six 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 weeks. <laughs> yeah, where I, we have a third co-host with today. His, uh, one of George's cats with his Freddy Krueger claws. Yeah, which I got that damn scar on my hand. It's I never going to go away. But it just kind of made me mad because it's just like this is the one thing you're like well, staying true to the character for. Like this like, time. Not that I cared that they that Idris Elba played Heimdall. He's in like thirty minutes of the entire MCU, forty five minutes mm-hmm. at the most. Plus, he's a great actor. But in the comics, he's he is white in the comics because I think in majority of Thor's comics, him and Sif are siblings. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's in all of them, but I think in a lot of them, they're siblings. So. Um, it's just like, and same thing with um, Kang. They, they, I think I brought it up last week, but Kang's real name is Nathaniel Richards. It's never confirmed, but it's thought that he is a descendant of Reed Richards, mm-hmm. who is obviously white, as is Sue Storm. So it's well, like, we'll say. Like this is the this is where you're gonna be like we got us that we just gotta stamp hat like like this, this is your Hilda <clears throat> yeah like like good good for her I yeah. mean I think she's. I didn't see how old she is, but she looks like she's fifteen. Yeah. So, but I'm sure she'll do a fine job. Yeah, um, I'm. But I'm, but I'm probably told, not, I don't yeah, give a shit. About I'm probably Captain not going to watch because I'm not a fan <clears throat> of the character. Yeah. But. Uh, I, and my other thing is, why are they continuously trying to push this character? Her comics never sold. They bait and switches with the video game, and the video game is floundering. Even though it's a, it's a good game. Um, but it's not getting the numbers. It's that they not getting the numbers because it was essentially it was a bait and switch. It was promoted as you playing as the Avengers. It was built as that team, you know, the, basically the classic mm-hmm. Avengers team. And then they unveiled Ms. Marvel at New York Comic Con, which is again fine. Yeah. And the voice actor, she's very very sweet. She's very nice. Um, but all of a sudden, it's like most of the game you're playing as Cap as Ms. Marvel. It's That'd be like, like, that's, like you know that what I mean. Would, that would be like Rocksteady announcing a new Batman game, but you play the majority of the game as Batgirl. Yeah, or uh, mm-hmm. fucking Luke Fox, who is who is Lucius Fox's son. He's um, he has a cat. His character's called Batwing. Batwing. He's pre- he's pretty cool actually. Yeah. Um, and he's rumored. But still, to but, be, that, but, uh, but that's still that, yeah. that you you'd be playing as a character that you <coughs> that you weren't. Promise advertised as. I mean, yeah. they advertised this game in the beta that came out a year ago. The, the gameplay was on the on Golden Gate Bridge was the which is which was the original five. Members, I mean, it's the six members that came. I mean, it's the it's the classic bait and switch. Yeah, that you know that company's been doing for years mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. their stuff to sell. Like I don't want to so play I, as cap. So I can't. Marvel. So I can't. I can't fault them for a bait and switch because it's it's just good business. I guess it's not selling very good. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, eventually at the end of the day, yeah, you no, know, your receipts is kind of um, what makes your money, but 
But I, I don't know. It just it kind of blows my mind. I, I would even say the same thing as DC, too, but they haven't said anything stupid like, we're going to stay true to the character um, for the some of the, the race and gender swappings they've done. and mm-hmm. um, it, All in all, it doesn't really bother me that they do that stuff. Just don't say stupid shit like... But they don't, but they don't do it, and then... We want to stay true to the character. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> this cat. Hey, bud. <laughs> Anyway, you never want to come near me any other day. Now I'm doing something. You want to be? It's, it's quiet in here. He's like, oh, well, he's like, I want to be right here. Yeah. I want to be right here in front of the action. So anyway, to, or he wants to see what's in my can. Yeah. Shall we uh, move on to now. Lost Boys? Let's get right into it. All right. Lost Boys, released July 31st, 1987. That's four months after I was born. Just about. Yeah. Almost about. five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah. Two days be. away from five. Yeah. On a budget of $8.5 million, with a box office of $32.2 million. Directed by Joel Schumacher. The music, great Joel Schumacher. Music by the great Tom, Thomas Wilt Newman, which I had no idea until I looked it up. Um, I love Tom, Thomas Newman's work, especially on Skyfall Inspector. Um, oh, that's a little bit of news. Um, if you guys don't listen to Station Level 7, it doesn't really matter. We're on a break from that. Bond did get um, postponed another six months to April 2nd, so... Um, just to put that yeah, out there. We'll save it for the video. Yeah, yeah, we're going to record a video for for the Station 007 Instagram page, mm-hmm. but I figure I'd put that out there just in case you're not a listener of the Bond. Um, that's the latest movie to get postponed with this whole mm-hmm. bullshit. So, um, Back to Lost Boys. And uh, music by Thomas Newman, as I said. And starring Jason Patrick, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, Diane West, Keith Weast. Sutherland. Diane Weist. Weist? Diane Weist. Spelled West, though. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernard Hughes, Bernard Hughes, Bernard Hughes, Bernard Hughes, Jamie Gertz, and Alex Winter. Alex Winter, who uh, fans may notice as Bill from the Bill and Ted movies. Mm-hmm. So, let me talk real quick about <clears throat> Joel Schumacher. Hey, before we get into that, did we have we picked a movie for next week yet? It's a surprise. Oh, is it? It's a it's a hidden horror surprise. Oh, <gasps> we also Ooh. do our top ten next week too. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that one day. <clears throat> um, we do them both ones. Though. Let me say a little something about Joel Schumacher real quick because he gets Joel Schumacher gets a lot of flack. Yes, he does. Unfairly, but all Unfairly. the flack he gets is from one movie, and it's from Batman and Robin. People give him shit for Forever too, but Forever I think is. I mean, we've already talked about it. I mean, we yeah, enjoy the movie. We enjoy both. Of, both those gets, movies. Really, he gets so much flack, but nobody actually looks at the good shit he does. Yeah, here's just a small compilation of good things, they, or, or at least movies that I think are good that he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like DC Cab. I love DC Cab. It's ridiculous. It's a great movie. Saint Elmo's Fire. Classic. Falling Down. Classic. A Time to Kill. Classic. Eight Millimeter. Very good movie. Phone Booth. Good. And I like this one, the number twenty three. It's a great movie. He gets so much. Fun. I mean, there's also other ones there too. He did the client, Die Young, Flatliners. I mean, he's done mm-hmm. a lot of great movies, mm-hmm. but he gets so <clears throat> much shit, and it's just for what? It's just for Batman and Robin. Yeah. But the the truth behind Batman and Robin, the studio forced that movie to be out at a certain time, so he had a certain amount of time to get that uh, to get that movie mm-hmm. done. So, you know, let's not let's not uh, slight the man no. for the faults of the. Uh, of the studio, but this is one of his. This is one of his best. Absolutely, and I, I, I know you won't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Hard to disagree with that. Michael Emerson and his younger brother Sam travel with their recently divorced mother Lucy to the small beach town of Santa Carla, California, to live with her eccentric father, referred to simply as Grandpa. That's not where the movie begins, though. No, we get that shot 
of the camera coming across the water to the pier that has the amusement park. And it got that song playing, that Cry Little Sister, that mm-hmm. you didn't realize was from Lost Boys. No, because it'd been or a while. Or you knew, but probably <clears throat> more likely forgot. Uh, I, I probably did, because I haven't seen Lost Boys in a few years. And it's... they got that shot, you know, they're on the they're on the merry-go-round. Well, at least I don't need my notebook for anything. Nah. <laughs> they get that shot, they're on the merry-go-round, and it, you know, it looks like it's slow motion, and it has like a real, almost like a dream-like feel to it. Yeah. You know, and they're... You know, you got, you got Kiefer Sutherland and gang harassing. I love Kiefer Sutherland. You know, harassing some local, some local yokels. Remember that picture I put up on my Facebook of him with his pants off, singing that booth at a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put that up like twelve years ago. Oh, drunk Kiefer. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. Then they get. Yeah. The, the guards like, oh, I told you not to. You know, I told you not to harass people on the beach or whatever yeah. it is, and then. Cut to him walking to his car later and then being attacked by them. You don't see the attack happen. No, 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 no. You just, <clears throat> you hear the screeching and then, like a calling. you know, a, a bit of a struggle and then the guard gets lifted out mm-hmm. into the sky, you know, and the, the car door gets ripped off. Mm-hmm. That's a really good shot. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> I mean, that, that sets the tone for the whole movie. And that Cry Little Sister song is, that is fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. It was G. Tom Mack, I believe. It's a great, great song. You can't. I hear that song and immediately think of this mm-hmm. of Lost Boys. I can't think of anybody who hears the song. And says, oh, what is that from? Like you know, what the fuck it's from. Michael and Sam begin hanging out at the boardwalk, which is plastered with flyers of missing people. While Lucy gets a job at a video store run by local bachelor Max, Michael becomes fascinated by Star, a young woman he spots on the boardwalk. Though he seems to be in a relationship, though she see, she seems to be in a relationship with the mysterious David. The leader of the young biker gang. I'm going to mention him. Who? The legend. The king himself. Oh, why not? Yeah. Tim Capello. Yeah. Sexy sax man. Oh. Uh-huh. Jamie Gertz is so, like, enthralled with Michael and vice versa. Michael's enthralled with her. While Tim Capello was on stage playing a goddamn saxophone. It's like, how are you not staring at him? Yeah. Amazing. As you saw, Van, who's who follows us on Instagram, saw the saw us both put basically the same scene of the movie up on our uh, Instagram stories. It's a great song, great scene, and you know we kind of get this shot of the boardwalk at day. You know, there's them just missing posters plastered all over the place. So you know, in, even when they drive into town, on the back of the Welcome to Santa Carla sign, mm-hmm. it says Murder Capital of the World. Yeah, and then even the same thing when they go into. The house and are talking to Grandpa and they're like, "Oh, is it really the moral capital of the world?" And Grandpa goes, "Oh, well, I'll put it to you this way: if the <laughs> if the uh, if all the corpses in this town stood up, you'd have one hell of a population problem." Yeah. I, I although I feel like that's with any town. I mean, cemeteries are filled with people. Get out of here, you clown! Cemeteries <laughs> are filled with people who are. Uh, is there a little lost boy here? Mm-hmm. Which one are you? He's so confused. He's gonna knock your bottle off the table because he's, he's a jerk. He's thumper. <laughs> and you're Bambi. So it makes all the sense in the world. In the local comic book store, Sam meets brothers Edgar and Alan Frog, a pair of self-proclaimed vampire hunters who give him horror comics to teach him about the threat they claim has infiltrated the town. So it's interesting that the Frog brothers are aware of this vampire problem, but nobody wants to... Yeah, the vampires aren't going after them because they probably just think they're just a bunch of clowns who work in a comic book store. No one's going to take them seriously because they work in a comic book store. They just assume that they're... Speaking uh, of comic book store, I've been in the comic book store 
three times this week. Okay. Did, were there any vampire hunters in there? No. Four, if you count the two I went to today. Hmm. But no one's giving them... Like, like David and his crew aren't giving him a hard time. Aren't, aren't giving them a hard time. Yeah. Because, yeah, they don't. They probably don't see them as a threat at all. Because, as we see in their movie, they're kind of ineffective at their job. Yeah, they're not very good. <laughs> they're not the best friend. They're no Van Helsing. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Any version of Van, or, Van Helsing. Or, or Preferably any, Peter Cushing and uh, Hugh Jackman. Anthony, and Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, did Peter Cushing play Van Helsing? Yeah, because Christopher Lee was Dracula. Yeah. Oh, hey, cat. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. <laughs> he thinks there's a game going I on. Almost stopped the recording. <laughs> yeah, he thinks there's, a, thinks there's a game going on there. Okay. You should do that. There we go. Michael finally talks to Star and is approached by David, who goads him into following them by motorcycle along the beach until they reach a dangerous cliff, which Michael almost goes over. At the gang's hangout, a sunken luxury hotel beneath the cliff, David initiates Michael into the group. Star warns Michael not to drink from an offered bottle telling him it's blood but Michael ignores her advice later on David and the others including Michael head to a railroad bridge where they hang off an edge over a foggy gorge <laughs> one by one they fall Michael falling after them what is it with fogs man the fog it's either ghost pirates or vampires it's one of the two it's yeah all, it's, it, no, it's, I'll say right now hanging from that hanging from a train bridge while a train goes over you actually seems like a really cool adrenaline rush until you let go well, yeah. There'd be a lot of weight pulling us down. Especially me. Yeah. My arms are small, so my ass is going over. But that's a that's a pretty good sequence, too, there. I, yeah. Like uh, the, uh, the motorcycle race, how David's like, oh, how far are you willing to go, Michael? He was goaded into doing all that far too easily. Yeah. It took very little... Here, drink this. It's like, oh, okay. Like, he like, didn't even think about it. And she even says, it's blood. And then he gets mad at her later in the movie. He's like, why don't you stop me? It's like, she told you it was blood. Yeah. What What did you think was going to happen, yeah. Michael? <laughs> there was a, there was another person in that group, uh, in, in, in that thread, in the J versus her group. I forgot her name. But she said that her and her, I think, I don't know if it was her boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend, came up with a drinking game for this, where they took a shot every time someone said Michael. I was like, oh, how far did you get? She's like, by the time they got to them chanting his name, we were hammered. <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised you made it to the end of the movie. Michael! Because they don't call him... Like, I think like Sam calls him Mike once or twice. But everybody calls him Michael. Mm. Which is weird. Because I've, I've never known a lot of people that say, like, oh, Michael. It's like, no, oh, it's fucking Mike. Everybody calls him Mike. Speaking of Michael, I'm going to diverge for a second. Did you hear about this? This uh, I, I came across this video today of Will I Am telling the story about Michael Jackson and Prince. About how Michael wanted to come see the Black Eyed Please play, but they were playing too late because they had to put his kids down. But then Will I Am was like, "Hey, I'm going to go see Prince tonight. Do you want to come?" He's like, "Well, I don't know because me and Prince don't really get along." So he calls up Prince, and Prince is like, "Yeah, we'll do something about it." And then they they show up, and then they, it was supposed to be indiscreetly, but Prince knew Michael Jackson was there, so he was playing the bass. He went up to Michael and stood in front of him, put his foot on the table, thrusted his, his the bass and obviously Prince's massive cock into Michael's face, and walked away. And Michael was like, "Hey, what's your Prince playing bass in my face?" I'm glad you diverted from that <laughs> to tell me that story. I'm glad you diverted from that. Although, not too far off, because this was around the time when Corey Feldman started hanging out with Michael Jackson. And dream then Little Dream? And then he started dressing like him in Dream a Little Dream, which yeah. I think came out two years after this. I believe so, yeah. In 89. Yeah. When he went full on, Michael, when he in, in that dancing scene in the gym. It was a great scene. Oh, the only good scene about that movie. <laughs> it's the only good scene in that movie. Yeah. It's hilarious, because that movie has the Jason Robards, mm -hmm. Harry Dean Stanton. It's like, but this movie is terrible. Mm -hmm. I'll show movie. you that clip later. Dude, I, William's story is hilarious. 
Especially when he does the Prince impression. I don't know if he's making that up. <laughs> I think it's real. But anyway, back to <laughs> back to this. Of course he's yeah. Of course he's going to think that it's all a ruse mm-hmm. because they offered him the rice and it's like oh it's like oh your maggots Michael you would have you're but, eating maggots but, but he, and then he's like oh so he thought they were just fucking around how, him wait, again. Wait, but how do you fuck <laughs> Chinese around? noodles and our worms how do you it's just it, noodles Michael that's something you don't fuck around with though. I'm you, aware of that. You're like, oh, Wait. fuck, I just saw maggots. Like, no, if, you, if I was eating rice, you were like, how are your maggots? I'd look down, I'd be like, hey, this is rice, you idiot. I wouldn't be like, ooh, maggots, and throw my fucking rice everywhere. Well, they don't know. They're playing uh, mind games and such, which I didn't realize that was something that could be done. But here we are. I guess so. But, you know, it's probably just part of, like, the hypnotic suggestion. Yeah, so, you know, he thinks it's... Falling asleep. They th- yeah. They think it's mag. You know, Michael looks down and thinks he sees maggots. You know, and throws and they're just fucking with him. Yeah. You know, same, same thing with the Chinese noodles. You know, mm-hmm. they're worms. I can, they're only noodles, Michael. So when they said it's blood, he's like, yeah, right. It takes a giant swig. As soon as you taste it, wouldn't you be like, fuck, this is blood. I know what wine tastes like. Like, Yeah, both taste like shit. Yeah. Wine and blood. Well, that's gone. Well, what, I like white wine. I don't like, I don't like red wine. I'm not the biggest wine drinker. No. I mean, I... I prefer a Riesling. I prefer gin. Oh, well, yeah. You know me. But I mean, that's a, and they'll, you know, hang him from the bridge, like, let go, Michael, you're one of us. And he has no idea. He's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Because they don't say what they're like. It's basically a bit like everybody knows what they are until like later on when they're at the bonfire. And then it's like, now you know what we are. It's like, how did you just now figure this shit out? I took one look at Keith Fasson in that movie. I was like, he must be a vampire. I look at Jason Patrick in the movie and I'm like, he looks like a piece of shit. Whoa, Speed 2, Cruise Control, is a okay movie. Speed 2 is the Speed 2 of movies. It's a, it's a good movie. Uh, no. It's one of the greatest sequels of all time. Is it? No. Right up there with Empire Strikes Back and Last Crusade? Yeah, pretty much. I don't think so. Yeah, Godfather 2, Empire Strikes Back, Speed 2, Speed Cruise, 2 Control. Cruise Control. <laughs> Fucking clown. Can't take you seriously. I'd like you to prove me wrong. All right, maybe later. Michael wakes up at home the next day, unaware of how he got there. His eyes are sensitive to sunlight, and he develops a sudden thirst for blood, which should have been a Mm tip-off, which leads him to impulsively attack Sam. Sam's dog, Nanook, retaliates, causing Sam to realize that Michael is turning into a vampire by his brother's semi-parent reflection. Semi-transparent reflection, excuse me. Sam is initially terrified, but Michael convinces him that he's not yet a vampire and that he desperately needs his help. So why the fuck are you going to go after Corey Haynes? I fucking... The man who's literally made every bad decision in fucking history. Like, this is the guy you're going to go to for help? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to slight uh, Corey Haim. I do enjoy Corey Haim to a point. I prefer he Corey is, Feldman. I prefer Corey Feldman. Um, he's not. He's not my favorite of the Corys. And he was way too fucking whiny in this movie. And what the hell was that bath scene? I fucking... Why are you, like, 13 and taking a bath and then singing uh, the and then singing the golden oldies while you're in the tub? I mean, thank God the dog was there to... Thank God the reincarnation of Gabriel Van Helsing in the, in the dog was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like... And then he says, like, you're a vampire, Michael. A goddamn shit-sucking vampire. So vampires don't suck shit. You know that if you're mm-hmm. any sort of... Are you writing Speed 2 in your journal? I am. You're a mess, dude. Mess. We're going to review for the movie. Michael begins... Podcast. To, it's my birthday podcast. Yeah. Michael begins to develop supernatural powers and asks Star for help. Yeah, that's what you want to fucking have. 
but has sex with her shortly afterwards. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's all the help in the world. Yeah. Sam deduces that since Michael has not killed anyone, he is a half vampire. He didn't deduce that. The fucking Frog Brothers told him that. Mm-hmm. But fucking, I but I goddamn digress. Oops, oh, forgot to mute you. that. <laughs> uh, he is half vampire. His condition can be reversed. Can be reversed upon the death of the head vampire. Sam and the Frog Brothers te- motherfucker. Sam and the Frog Brothers test whether Max is the head vampire during a date with Lucy, Matt, but Max passes every test, and the boys decide to focus on David. Well, yeah, he's going to pass every test. Because mm-hmm. he was invited in. Which I never knew that was the thing. Which is weird, because I don't know who's... I've never gone to someone's house like, oh, you're the man of the house, and I'm not coming in until you're inviting me. I've been like, what are you, a vampire? Mm-hmm. Like, that would have taken me off a day. I'm like, what are you, a fucking vampire? I mean, Edward Herman, fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Always liked him. Thanks for having me in the introduction. Uh, I don't know if you did. Did you miss Edward Herman? It wasn't on the... I didn't... Um... Grant Staten third Of uh, Overboard fame? I did miss him. Oh, wow. Edward Herman, yeah. Well, at least you didn't miss Alex Winter. Yeah. <laughs> Scully didn't say Kelly Jo Mentor. Her scenes got cut down. Mm-hmm. Somewhere there's a Schumacher cut of The Lost Boys. Rele- hashtag release the Schumacher cut. Laws <laughs> movies. All of them. All of them. But yeah, like the the Farbo's like, yeah, but he's not he's not fully dead yet. He hasn't made a first kill. But. <laughs> to provoke him into killing, David takes Michael to stalk a group of beachgoers and instigates a feeding frenzy. Horrified, Michael escapes and returns home to Sam. Star then arrives and reveals herself as a half vampire who was looking to be cured. I don't know how you didn't fucking put two and two together on that. It emerges that David had intended for Michael to be Star's first kill, sealing her fate as a vampire. So I've already told you mm-hmm. that I think that I think that scene is probably my favorite scene of the movie. When they first reveal their vampire faces, which is great makeup work. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who did the uh, I'm not sure who did the effects, but that is that is fantastic. That's fantastic makeup work, especially for '87. Mm-hmm. So that is a great scene. All of a sudden, it's like, and then you know after they after they feed on the fucking I, I guess the surfers or whatever the hell they are on the beach and they rise over like the dune you know on the line it's like well Michael now you know what we are like that's that's a, that's a great scene that's a great I shot agree. I agree the next day a weakened Michael leads Sam and the frog brothers to the gang's lair they impale one of the vampires Marco with a stake awakening David and the two others but the boys escape rescuing Star and Laddie a half vampire child and Star's companion what the fuck did this like like, why do they have him? The ba- the kid? Like, what was the point of turning that little kid into a vampire? Like, I have no idea. I, like, I, I, <laughs> I, I can only assume it was on a dare. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, let's get this kid. Mm-hmm. Nah, we can do it, right? We can do it. But yeah, th- this is the only thing that the Frog Brothers... Th- this is the only kill the Frog Brothers make. Mm-hmm. Is killing a sleeping Alex Winter. Which, I mean, we all see what happens when he goes to hell. So he had really nothing to worry about. He was yeah. going to come back out. Yeah. He was just—he was going to beat—he was going to beat death at a game of Twister. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like it's—I like how they play. Like, oh, shouldn't they be in coffins? Like, well, the cave is one giant coffin, not like the whole part, but like that other separate mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. kind of like in Salem's Lot, the root cellar underneath uh, in the cellar mm-hmm. was essentially mm-hmm. the coffin of itself. I did like that. Did like that. That evening, while Lucy is on a date with Max, the teens arm themselves with holy water-filled guns, uh, a long a longbow and stakes, barricading themselves in the house. 
When night falls, David's gang attack the house. The Frog Brothers and Nanook manage to kill Paul. The Frog Brothers don't kill Paul. Nanook kills Puck and Paul. By pushing him into a bathtub filled with garlic and holy water, dissolving him to the bone, which then apparently destroys the plumbing in the entire house. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that was a thing. Uh-huh. But still a great scene nonetheless. Sam is attacked by Dwayne, another vampire, before he shoots an arrow through his heart into the stereo behind him, electrocuting him and causing parts of his body to explode. The Frog Brothers are fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. They're not good vampire Mm-mm. hunters. They're exactly what you would expect teenage vampire hunters to be. Mm-hmm. The, only one, the only time they get a kill is on a sleeping vampire. Yep. And then even then, it's, it's, a, little too, it's a little too easy. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little, a little too easy for a kill. Because even then, they could have just pushed Paul into the fucking bathtub. Mm-hmm. But they kind of just are sitting there like dicks in their hands, and the dog comes in and saves them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. <laughs> Michael is then attacked by David, forcing him to use his vampire powers. He manages to overpower David and impales him on a set of antlers. However, Michael, Starr, and Laddie do not transform back normal as they hoped. Lucy then returns home with Max, who is revealed to be the head vampire. He informs the boys that to invite a vampire into one's house renders one powerless oversight vampire, leaving them unable to exploit any weakness that the vampire has while there, explaining why their earlier assumption appeared to be incorrect. Max reveals that he had instructed David to turn Sam and Michael into vampires so that Lucy could not refuse to be transformed herself, as his objective had been to get Lucy to be a mother for his lost boys. And this is kind of this is the one, one of the a few thing, one of the few problems I have uh-huh. with the movie is that when Max reveals himself to be a head vampire and starts up, and she goes, "You were the secret David was protecting." At no other point in the movie was it revealed that David was protecting a secret. <clears throat> Maybe it's a cutscene. It had to be, but they. Is that your name? Yeah, it's my oh, name. But they kind of just left it in there, so it didn't really make too much sense. Mm-hmm. But I still like that slow build to him talking like, "Oh." No, Lucy, I'm afraid this is all my fault. You know, him just kind of calmly saying, it's like, oh, I, you know, I would hope that I would hope that my boys would join or, or that your boys would join my boys. He's very calm with it. No, that, that, that's, that's a great reveal, too. Actually, that's probably my favorite scene in the movie, his reveal as the head vampire. It's, like it's, your, it's really it's like, good. You know, it's good thing, your boys <coughs> and my boys. I feel like he's trying to sell me like a 1996 like, Dodge Durango. Or something. He's gonna, and you're buying. You, and you're putting all the money down, mm-hmm. which is interesting because mm-hmm. you don't put money down. No. But yeah, that is a, I I love that just that slow that that, that slow build. That's uh, it's fantastic. Oh yeah, because the whole time while he's talking, Lucy is just like dumbstruck. She's like, I don't understand anything that's going on. And it isn't until Max, you know, we see his vampire face, and he's like, I still haven't changed my mind about you, Lucy. As Max pulls Lucy to him, preparing to transform her, he is killed when Grandpa crashes his jeep through the wall of the house and impales Max on a wooden fence post, causing him to explode. Michael, Starr, and Laddie then return to normal. Amongst his carnage and debris, Grandpa casually retrieves a drink from the refrigerator and declares, One thing about living in Santa Carla I never could stomach. Oh, the damn vampires. End of the movie. So, I'm assuming... Obviously, by this by this line here, the grandpa knew that there were vampires in Santa Carla the entire time, mm-hmm. which probably explains why he was when Sam and Mike stole the car to go um, with the Frog Brothers to mm-hmm. go to the lair where they kill Marco. Yeah, when he's building the fence and the and the fence and the posts he's using are just sharpened sticks, are just giant, are basically just giant stakes mm-hmm. themselves. So it probably explains why he's doing it because Grandpa knows. Mm-hmm. 
And he's always just kind of protected and keeping it fortified because, you know, he doesn't want to become that. But that's I, I everything that happens in the house at the end of the movie, I think, is fantastically done. It, it sticks true with the with the vampire lore. Um, although the one thing that they use this that we didn't get from Sam's lot was the was the killing of the head vampire. Yeah. So, which is what is what has been used since uh, you know everything hereafter is oh he killed the head vampire return to normal. Mm-hmm. It almost it's become common knowledge. Yeah. But as a vampire movie, this is excuse me as a vampire movie, it's definitely nine out of ten. Oh yeah. And I'll, I mean, give it, I'll give it a nine. Even as a horror movie, probably eight point five. Yeah, I'll still, but you know, I'll I'll just I'll round it to an eight point five. I'll we'll give just, it. We'll I'll, I'll, there. I'll give it eight point five as a horror movie because it's not really scary. Yeah. Like, it's not really a scary movie. It's just it's it's a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's horror due to the due, due to the uh, the vampire themes. As a vampire movie, it's it's definitely a nine. I, maybe I, even I a, enjoy this movie maybe a even a nine point five. I it's enjoy fantastic. the sequels too. You've never seen the sequels, yeah, for good reason too. <laughs> I haven't seen them. I'm I'm sure I'll get around to it. Sure. There's some people that say that the second one isn't bad, or that the second one is bad, but the third one is much better. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see with that. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. said your favorite scene was the the Max, definitely Max's reveal. Yeah, Max's That's reveal a great scene. And I just I I just love that scene of them just rising over the dune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, with the fire going behind them. You have a least favorite scene. Sam in the bathtub. Yeah, that's so stupid. Fuck it, it's weird. That's so stupid. You do stuff like that, and it's like, oh, Joel Schumacher was gay? We never knew. Yeah. But Singing rubber there was, there's, um, rubber there was, there was, um, Rubber Ducky, you one. Fucking should have been. That would have, that would have pumped the movie up to a 10 right there. Yeah. There are some people that think that the movie is an allegory for homosexuality. I don't get that. I don't get it. Um, I know there's a video on it. I haven't seen it. I'll bring it up after we're done here. Okay. But there, there, there are some people that think that the movie is an allegory for you know, except coming out as a homosexual <coughs> and a, you know, and, and, and accepting your life as such. So, you know, if if you saw that, good for you. I'm not here to I'm not here to question any of your, um, any of your interpretations, any of your views, because everyone sees things differently <coughs> when they see a movie. Just like the guy who thinks that in The Shining, Jack was sexually abusing Danny. Uh, yeah. And I don't buy that for. I don't buy. I don't buy. I, it, it seemed a little. It seemed a That's little so bit far, reaching. So far fetched. Yeah. I hope you and enjoyed the uh, shining review we did. I it seems like we. God, it seems forgot, like some people. I forgot did. how great that movie was. Mm-hmm. Man, I almost bought a Target there for ten bucks, but I really want that steel book. Oh yeah. But then I'm also might get. I hear the 4K transfer is looks phenomenal, and since the next generation mm-hmm. consoles, which is what I use as a Blu-ray player, they'll be. I think the P. Yeah, I think they're both 4K players as mm-hmm. well. Um, I'll probably get a 4K TV, but... Good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Excuse you. Oh, excuse you, excuse me. Well, everybody, that was Lost Boys. Yeah. What do you think? I'm sure everybody is universally uh, enjoying this movie, but... So, as everyone knows, or as everyone who's listening, we have have been talking about the movie that we have not been... that, that, That we have said we're gonna do... But we haven't mentioned it by name because mm. we haven't been able to find it. Except we did. Well, <laughs> we found it. Except we did. So not this. No, we can do it this week. It'll be here in time. Because if I'm going to come up Wednesday since you're off, we'll just watch it that day and then record it. All right, we'll just have to we'll just have to switch we'll have to switch it a day. Why? So oh, so you want to watch it and then record that same day? Yeah, why not? But we got to do the top ten. We got to do the top top ten the following week. All right. Well, we'll have to also watch what we're going to do 
on unless, watch, you, unless you come up on Friday again, unless you come up like you did this week and just come up on a Friday and we'll watch the movie. I could. We'll right. we'll, we'll we'll figure it out next right. Wednesday though. George, let me answer. Make the announcement. I mean, make the announcement next Wednesday <laughs> on the sixth. On the sixth of October. Mm-hmm. Mark your count. Is it the sixth of October? Four, five, seven. Yeah. My bad. Seven on the seventh of October. Lucky yeah, because num- it'll be her. It'll be her Monday. Lucky number seven because the movie's coming on. Monday, mm-hmm. Dean found it on eBay. Reasonable price. For a very reasonable price. It is what I think is the greatest vampire movie of all time. The Catherine Bigelow classic. It is near dark. I love this We finally movie. got it. We had penciled it in mm-hmm. and said we're going to do it, but you know we couldn't we find it find anywhere. anywhere. Couldn't find it at Could Had a bitch of a time trying to find it. I think every time you saw it on Amazon, it was like 60 bucks. Yeah. Ebay's were pushing a hundred, mm-hmm. and some dude had it up for mm-hmm. uh, thirty-four mm-hmm. best offer. I shot him an offer for twenty-nine, and he accepted it. So, so <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, it's, it's uh, just I was, a Blu-ray copy. Uh, it's just a standard, but it, that movie is so hard to find. I don't know why. I was waiting to see if it was going to show up on one of the streaming sites because we have yeah. all the because we basically have all the streaming sites, and I have Shutter. And I was saying, like, maybe it's going to show up October first when you know all the yeah, horror movies. Just, yeah. hit. And it didn't. <clears throat> luckily, we came, yeah. luckily it came in. So this is a this is a big one. Yeah, this is a good achievement. When I when I suggested to you to do the top ten, I thought we were a week ahead. The top ten right. is not till the fourteenth. So okay, we still have yeah. a whole other week. So yep. I'll come up Wednesday. We'll record, upload Wednesday, and then uh, for the following Sunday, we'll just figure out a day out. Yeah, we'll come up Saturday or something like that. You know. Yep. And then uh, we'll probably uh, probably be a, be probably a Friday because I'm working on Saturday till seven. Okay. So by the time I get we can always so <clears throat> we can always watch the movie, you know, whatever movie we decide. Because we scrapped the original movie that was supposed to come out the eleventh. <clears throat> we haven't picked a movie for that day yet. It was supposed to be Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Part Four. Mm. But truth be told, we're not big fans of the franchise, no. and those movies have no substance to them. And I feel I'm not going to deny Jason. I'm not going to deny Jason Voorhees as an iconic killer. Yeah, because he definitely is. Yeah, he, and he has some of the best deaths in horror history, especially in eight. Especially in eight. <laughs> Poor Julius. Yeah. Poor Julius. Punches fucking head right his fucking head right off. But we it's were... It's block knock. George mentioned it to me, and I was actually going to ask you if you wanted to really do I mean, it's and, it's hard to review the movie, and really all it's going to be is just... An hour and a half of Jason killing people. Yeah. I mean, there's... So, the, the Friday 13 movies don't really have much substance to them. Yeah. I know, like, the Tommy Jarvis storyline does have more substance mm-hmm. to it than most do, but... I mean, and, uh, it's, and out of that franchise, I only really like one and two. Four is okay... I have a guilty pleasure of eight because I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but I think I re- enjoy I, six. I think the rest of the movies are pretty shitty. So like, I'm actually kind of happy we're scrapping it. Maybe for next year, six, six, six weeks of horror, we'll do the first one because it is a classic. Mm-hmm. But um, we we scrapped that and we'll just we're gonna I don't know we'll brainstorm we'll figure out a, a yeah. new movie for the eleventh. I'm unpacking my movies now, so we'll yeah. see if we find anything. We'll do I'm a, sure we will. We could do a Night of the Creeps. <sighs> Throw me. I'm all about more Tom Atkins. Oh, I know you. We have the fog. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. So, on Wednesday the seventh, the Vampire Classic, the Near Dark. I'm so happy to I'm do this. I'm excited I'm, for this. I love this movie. I'm, I am so. And I haven't for seen this. it in a while because I haven't been able to find it. You would assume it's a James Cameron movie with Lance Henriksen and Bill Paxton. And all. Yeah, but it's not. But it's Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, you yeah, got the person who's receiving James Cameron. Yeah. Were they, were they married at the time? Yeah, they were. Yeah, that was before he left her. Uh, he left her for Linda Hamilton. Yeah, so. but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, 
I'm Dean Holtzaffel. I'm still George Rogers. And we will see oh, you. Bless oh, you. And, and that's the cat. Oh. Good for you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you in the horrorverse. <laughs>